This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today is Friday, December 9th, 2022, and Senator Kristen Cinema nukes the Democrat Party on the way out of the door, baby. Elon Musk releases evidence of shadow banning in Twitter files part two, and Biden's non-binary nuclear waste official caught stealing luggage again. And now there is a federal arrest warrant out. Woo, baby, it's a packed show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you love free speech the way that we do, and we certainly do on this show, if you love being here in the moment, in the movement, laughing at libs until they cry, and then memeing them crying, then you should join us over on Parlor, where free speech lives for our show, The Left Can't Meme. This week on Parlor, we are doing the Elon Musk meme maestro. We are bringing you the greatest memes of Elon Musk ever put to the pen and sword on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to miss it. Parlor, where free speech lives. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this morning, we're very excited to bring you Kristen Cinema leaving the Democrat Party, saying she will not become stuck as a partisan political apparatchik, saying that the left is a broken party and she is out of here. What does that mean? At 6 a.m. this morning, Kristen Cinema said, we are done with Democrats. I am going to become an independent. I am from Arizona. Arizona is a state famously independent. It's politicians famously independent. Barry Goldwater, John McCain, very frustrating moves by both of those people. Uh, Jeff Flake, also a, a senator from Arizona, very frustrating and independent. Arizona, very frustrating state. But Kristen Cinema following suit. I guess the sword cuts both ways. And so Kristen Cinema is saying that she is out of here this morning, throwing DC into chaos. What does this mean? This means that Kristen Cinema will deny Democrats those 52 vote thresholds that they currently have right now with Kamala Harris as a deciding vote. They had a lot of wiggle room to pass extremist policy. And now that she will not be caucusing with the Democrats, now that she's an official independent, she reduces their number down to one, down to one vote. And what does that mean? That means you got to go back to Joe Manchin and get Joe Manchin's approval on literally everything. The Senate is designed so that you have very few things that can't be filibustered, right? And so when you have important pieces of legislation, you got to get 60 senators to come over to your side. So this legislation has got to be super middle of the road. It's got to appease both sides. It's meant to be split for a reason. The Senate is called the cooling saucer of democracy. That's what it's uh, historically called. And it's designed that way as a deliberative body. And the Senate is often where legislation 
legislation goes to die. And now it is permanently dead because Kristen Sinema has denied Democrats sort of the rubber stamp on non-spending legislation. For spending bills, you have to get 60 senators unless you do the nuclear option, which means you can break a filibuster. But you only get a, like two of those every single cycle and not to get too far down into the parliamentary of all of this. But it really does throw the Democrats into total chaos. They're exactly where they were. They picked up one Senate seat in the Senate, which, of course, should have every Republican hang their head in shame sent in a historically bad environment for Democrats, the worst polling environment for Democrats in my lifetime, with generic averages on the ballot showing that Republicans had a six or 10 point advantage with Republicans getting six million more votes nationally than Democrats got. In spite of all that, we managed to lose one seat in the Senate. Thanks, Mitch McConnell. Really appreciate it. Please go back to the Galapagos tortoise enclosure at the zoo. Munch lettuce and get the hell out of politics. These people are losers. But in spite of the fact that we have such a weak need, flaccid group of people leading our party for the Republican Party in the Senate, we still have simply a majority, a simple majority there in the Senate. Democrats picked up one seat. Now with cinema leaving, they're right back at square one. Joe Manchin running the party. Kristen Cinema went on uh, CNN and made her announcement uh, that she is leaving to a awestruck and whimpering Jake Tapper. You can see Jake Tapper shaking nervously and holding back tears in this clip. Please, Kristen, don't do this. It's like she's breaking up with him. Watch. You're here to make a significant announcement. I've registered as an Arizona independent. I know some people might be a little bit surprised by this, but actually, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, a growing number of Arizonans and people like me just don't feel like we fit neatly into one party's box or the other. And so, like many across the state and the nation, I've decided to leave that partisan process and really just focus on the work that I think matters to Arizona and to our country, which is solving problems and getting things done. So your voting record is pretty capital D Democratic. I mean, your views are generally that of a moderate centrist Democrat. How does leaving the party change how you do your job? Well, I don't think anything will change about how I do my job. Um, Arizonans sent me to the United States Senate to be an independent voice for our state, and I'll continue doing that. So Christian Cinema has been an independent voice. I called multiple Arizona officials that I know very closely. We work very closely with people in Arizona. Obviously, it's a state that has brought extreme pain and frustration with their gubernatorial election, with the breakage of Maricopa County and the uh, pure incompetence, ineptness, and malevolence of how they run their elections. It is a frustrating state. Yet the Republicans that I spoke with here said that this is a brilliant move, that, of course, it robs Democrats of the chance to uh, full-throatedly primary uh, uh, Kristen Cinema inside of their own party. She'll be able to run as an independent. It also opens up a path for them to break the Democrat vote in half and for a Republican 
in to potentially win that seat. Very interesting play there. They said it's genius from Cinema's standpoint because what it does is it allows her to really run in that middle lane that Arizona is famous for. And she released an ad essentially saying exactly that. Kristen Cinema releasing this ad announcing her independent move to the very middle of politics. Watch. We make decisions about what's best for ourselves, our family, and our community. And so we don't spend a lot of time thinking about, is this a Republican idea or is this a Democratic idea? Is this liberal or is this conservative? That's not how Arizonans think. What we think about is, what's right for my family? What's right for my community? What's right for my future? There's nothing better than waking up in Arizona. Nothing. Whether you're waking up in Bisbee, or Phoenix, or Prescott. You wake up in the morning and you think to yourself, I live in a place where I can be whoever I want to be. What I love about serving is that I get to hear from Arizonans day in and day out about what's working in Washington, or more frequently, what's not working in Washington. And I really am grateful. Okay, so she releases this ad and she's saying that Arizonans want her to be independent, that her move allows her to vote her conscience. Her move allows her to get out of the party wrangling and arm twisting and politicking, and that her move specifically gives her the power to make her own choices. So way to go, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Cinema is rolling hard and she is out of here and she is depriving the Democrats of the majority, very thin one vote majority, but essentially rubber stamped majority for anything that is non-discretionary spending. That's how the Senate works. So any of their social manipulation bills, any of their electioneering bills, all of this stuff would get rubber stamped with a 51 or 52 vote majority because you have to include Kamala Harris in there as a tiebreaker. And now with that out, Kristen Sinema saying, Maybe the important thing is that I've actually deprived Democrats of getting everything that they want because, again, the Republicans will have a very slim, almost non-functional majority in the House. They'll have about a 10-seat majority after this is all shaken out. And so uh, small factions of Republicans can throw everything into chaos along with Democrats, too, in the House. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is the holiday season, and we were expecting to find a wonderful glowing red present under our Christmas tree, a red wave, and unfortunately, it was more like a red wave for a kiddie pool. And so we may be left with more disastrous spending from Joe Biden, more taxes and deepening inflation. How do you protect what you have saved? The answer is to diversify your IRA or 401k into precious metals. And you should do that with my friends at Birch Gold Group. Text Benny to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years experience in converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals, something with real value. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings, especially this Christmas. Text Benny to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation info kit on Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Check them out now. Text Benny to 9898. Nine eight to secure your future. Go gold. Do it today. 
So you're going to have a very, very slow-moving Washington, D.C., which is exactly how our founders designed it. It's what you should want. You should want the parties to fight. You should want there to be no consensus in Washington, D.C. When everyone in Washington, D.C. agrees on something, it means bad things for you. And that's exactly what Kristen Sinema said later on in her interview. Watch. So the uh, ever since uh, Raphael Warnock, Senator Warnock, was reelected earlier this week, the balance of power right now is 51 Democrats or 51 votes for the Democratic Party. That includes two independents, Angus King of Maine and Bernie Sanders of Vermont. But that's 51, 49. What you're doing today doesn't change that. It's still basically going to be 51, 49. Well, I know you have to ask that question, Jake, but that's kind of a D.C. thing to worry about. What I'm really focused on is just making sure that I'm doing what I think comports with my values and the values of Arizonans. So she's saying that she wants dysfunction in D.C., and I guess God bless her. We're not here to praise her. I mean, she does have some bad votes. She does have some good votes. But Kristen Cinema is essentially saying that I no longer want to be locked in to the left-wing agenda of the Democrat Party that is insane. You might recall that Kristen Cinema was chased through the halls of the University of Arizona by far left-wing activists. They chased her down on flights. These people are little communist terrorists, and she doesn't want to be part of that any longer. Cinema said as much later on in the interview. Um, Arizonans sent me to the United States Senate to be an independent voice for our state, and I'll continue doing that. What I think is important about this decision and, and this move is that I'll be able to show up to work every day as an independent and not be, you know, stuck into one party's demands of following without thinking. And, and as we've seen in recent years, both parties have created this uh, kind of requirement or a pull towards the edges that you just unthinkingly support all of one party's viewpoints. It's made it difficult to find folks who are willing to work together and solve problems. It's very, very brave what she's done. It's very, very good what she's done. It is incredible the amount of corporate top-down pressure and central planning vertically integrated that the Democrat Party does. They force everyone into a single mold and then make them walk that line and then punish them harshly if they don't. Again, you remember people chasing down in the streets. Joe Manchin, we'll show you that in just a moment. People chasing down in the streets, Kristen Cinema harassing them. Democrats, far leftists, they are sicking them like rabid mongrel dogs on their own party for getting out of line. It's central planet. It's communist. It's collectivist in nature. Whereas Republicans, there have always been these factions of Republicans that break off, okay? You could have harder right. You could have middle of the road right. There's always been that because you have a free thinking Republican party. And as we've shown and proven in especially in 2022, there's no central planning. No one's in charge. Every man for themselves. Uh, Good luck out there. That's the way that Republicans have always been. It is a uh, freedom-minded party. It's a liberty-minded party. It's a liberty-minded movement. It's a lot of free thought and free association, and that's a good thing. Politics should be chaotic. Politics is the laws of the jungle. Politics is a bloody, dirty game. And the central planning and the top-down nature of current-day Democrat politics uh, is leading so quickly to the dissolution of the things that really used to make politics work and function. 
it is really leading to a bully pulpit and a a brutal political environment for those that dare question uh, the fiefdom the high priesthood of the Democrat Party. And you're seeing this, of course, in the release of the Twitter files uh, last night that we will get to later in the show. But people who created this uh, oligarchy, they need censorship. They need pure compliance. You must not question. And that's, of course, not going to be the way that you're able to continue a party running in a free society. You're not going to be able to continue. You're not going to be able to compete inside of a free society with that uh, uh, agenda. It's, it's not gonna it's not gonna work because you're going to essentially atrophy your party. You're going to break down the systems and the process inside your party that leads to younger talent, smarter ideas. And it's always going to be run by Pelosi. It's always going to be run by Biden until the very day they die. until they are pushing up daisies. it's it, it, they it, they won't let go. And so that's why you see so many young and bright and exciting people on the right popping up, new ideas, fighting the power back and forth. You have the DeSantis-Trump dynamic. You have these major these major principles inside the party shifting. There's a lot of energy going on in the right. There's a lot of young voices on the right. There's a lot of powerful voices on the right. And with the corporate left, you simply have like direct vertical integration. It's very boring. It's very staid. It doesn't convince anyone. Uh, and it's it's truly like cripplingly sad because you, you really see an entire generation that's just being like filed into NPC, uh, a lack of creativity, lack of ideas. Uh, and Christian Cinema saying, I'm done with that. Christian Cinema is saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not playing that game anymore. And good for her. It's very brave. And, you know, it's incredible. You saw the antibody reaction of the left switch immediately into attacking Kristen Cinema. So immediately Van Jones goes on CNN and starts saying, oh, well, she's probably a racist. That's that's her problem. Go. A lot of Republican love for uh, Kristen Cinema this morning. I mean, Van, you're shaking your heads, but it was just a few months ago that Mitch McConnell called her the most effective first term senator I've seen in my entire time in the Senate. Look, when you're getting praised by uh, Tom Cotton, who is, um, you know, horrible on uh, LGBTQ rights, horrible on basic justice issues, horrible on every issue, I don't think that's great uh, for uh, people in Arizona to hear uh, her being praised in that way. Look, I. Ooh, oh, when you're being praised, when you're being praised by someone we don't like, then that means you're bad. Oh, that means you're bad. Are we the baddies? Yeah, you know what the baddies are. What the baddies look like is the cold and calculated pursuit of permanent power forever in Washington. If there's one thing that Americans are totally in agreement with, and there's some incredible polling out this morning from Axios saying that Joe Biden has not budged at all in his approval ratings. Joe Biden's approval ratings have flatlined completely. He has reached the ceiling. Americans don't like a single party control and the apparatchiks that are at the hands of the Democrats today are single party control mechanisms. That is what they are grasping towards. They do not want an opposition. And we're going to cover this in just one second with the new Twitter revelations. But it is total control over what you can say. They do not want the other side They do not want another party inside of a two-party system to be able to speak, to be able to win, to be able to function, to be allowed in the public space. And Americans are repulsed by that. 
Americans don't like that. Americans out and out reject that. The majority of Americans will say that the two-party system, while deeply frustrating, is certainly healthy and important to have alternatives and competing ideas. Kristen Sinema believed that, and that is why she fought for the filibuster, which is, in fact, the only mechanism that has been keeping Democrats from just running with the thinnest of possible majorities, because you'd think that the Democrat Party would say, oh, wow, we only have a single seat majority in the Senate and we have like a two seat majority in the House. Maybe we should govern from the center. Hell no. Uh, the, the Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, Democrat parties have been Lee Roy Jenkins straight through the wall, push every conceivable possible radical policy that they can possibly shove down the throats of Americans as fast as they possibly can do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas came early this year for The Benny Show. The only thing that we wanted for Christmas was a free speech platform, and we were able to get it this year. And it is perfectly harmonious with our free speech cellular service that we use at Pure Talk. We were certainly tired of paying more for woke wireless companies that bend the knee to communist China, and that is why our team at Team Benny uses Pure Talk. It has blazing fast data and for just 30 bucks a month. Yeah, the same network, the same towers, the same coverage as the other guys, and half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice coverage. How do I know? Well, I am a customer. My business uses Pure Talk, and all of the benefits really add up for us. They're also a U.S.-based customer service company. They're owned by a veteran. And when you switch to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny, and you can switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Free speech. Go to puretalk.com, promo code Benny, save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. And so people like Cinema have been stopping them from doing that. And with this move, she, I mean, completely puts the nail inside of the coffin and their hopes of ever accomplishing anything in the years three and four in the Biden regime. Uh, the flashback, Kristen Cinema defending the filibuster, the bravest thing that I've seen on the Senate floor in a long time. This shift of power back and forth means the Senate 60s vote threshold has proved maddening to members of both political parties in recent years, viewed either as a weapon of obstruction or a safety net to save the country from radical policies, depending on whether you serve in the majority or the minority. But what is the legislative filibuster other than a tool? that requires new federal policy to be broadly supported by senators representing a broader cross-section of Americans, a guardrail, inevitably viewed as an obstacle by whoever holds the Senate majority, but which in reality ensures that millions of Americans represented by the minority party have a voice in the process. So this is exactly what the filibuster was created to do. This is exactly what the Senate was created to do. None of this was ever created to be a rubber stamp. Our government's design was maddening from its inception. 
It was designed for people actually like Christian cinema. It was designed to frustrate. And you recall just a few years ago when Republicans had the House and the Senate and the White House and couldn't get Obamacare repealed. Now, it's frustrating. It's enraging. It's infuriating. But it's also how it works, man. Them's the breaks. That's how it works. Yeah, you got to have broad consensus and you've got to be smart and you've got to bring people together. You've got to bring sides together. Frankly, conservatives in principle should want a deeply abidingly dysfunctional government. Every bad thing in your life comes from the federal government. Everything you don't like about your American experience has been brought to you by a functional Washington that did things to you. The things that you like about your life is when Washington, D.C. stays the hell out of your life. That's what you like about your life. Your freedoms, your ability to raise your kids, your ability to move or not pay taxes or have money in your bank account. That happens when D.C. doesn't do things. So as irritating as it is on our side, as irritating as it is for the left right now, because they are fuming, they are raging at cinema. Oh, man, you have not seen the end of it yet. They were not counting on this. Holy smokes. If you go ahead and read the tabloids and the screeds from the regime stenographers this morning, man, they are hot, ladies and gentlemen, because they know this, that with cinema going independent and with her understanding the way that Arizonans vote, it's very smart. The people we spoke with in Arizona are like, yo, you realize like independent mothers and like the McCain moms is what they call it. The McCain moms who are like the suburban moms. They're going to love this move. They're all going to go vote for cinema now. She's going to guarantee herself uh, a Senate seat for life. Or she's going to open up a lane for a Republican to potentially run, you know, and win 51%. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. But this move is incredible. Republicans are cheering this from the rooftops. Democrats are enraged. And Kristen Cinema is free. So it's a great move by her. Who's next? Okay, so now you split the Senate into a now once again, you only have 51 votes. So you need every single vote. Every single senator needs to vote communist lockstep rubber stamp. And who do you get next? Joe Manchin. So Joe Manchin is now your 51st vote. <laughs> so you go back, you go back to the real president, Joe. And it's going to be Joe Manchin once again from Blood red West Virginia. We've put up the map a million times. Joe Biden didn't win a single county. Joe, West Virginia is more blood red than the blood red moon that shines on a night of red celebration inside of the red planet on the red meteorite in the red galaxy. Joe Manchin is not a Democrat. Joe Manchin is effectively, effectively a fossil from a he's the last of his breed he's the last tasmanian tiger okay he's the last of his breed there won't be any like him ever again joe manchin's up for election in 24 from blood red west virginia and they've sicked the dogs on him they're going to regret this remember how badly they've treated joe manchin they have to go get go and grovel to this man they've treated this man so badly they sent they literally sent their feral mobs after him Here's the left physically attacking Joe Manchin in the street. Remember? We want to live. We want to live. We want to live. We want to live. Senator 
The, so they mobbed him in the street. Then they go after Joe Manchin's two favorite things, coal and the filibuster. Joe Manchin loves the filibuster. Joe Manchin, being a Democrat from a red state, Joe Manchin loves the fact that the filibuster has been used to stymie Republicans and Democrats. It's the kind of thing that keep a man like Joe Manchin alive inside of, again, a state that on a single county went for Biden and not even close. Every single county was in the 20, 30, 50th percentile for Trump. Joe Manchin on the filibuster saying, oh, 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 you gone done it. You are not taking my filibuster. Remember this. Go. Never done this. We have never done. I've looked. I've been looking for every person I can, every car about. The bottom line is everything that we've done. I've been they've told me about, uh, well, the the, uh, the debt ceiling that was done by the rules. It was done by the rules. OK. And that was uh, uh, done with uh, Majority Leader Schumer and, and Minority Leader uh, McConnell coming to an agreement. That's what it's all about. So we've done everything along the lines of with the rules. And I don't know why we can't come together and find a pathway forward. But breaking the rules, there's no checks and balances in this process. Only for the only thing we have is a filibuster. So, again, this is he looks like the Kool-Aid man. Okay, he looks like the Kool-Aid man there in that sweater. He looks like Leroy Jenkins. He Leroy Jenkins. This is the plan. For Democrats, whenever they get past, this is the classic communist, okay? It's the classic communist, all right? It's the Bolshevik mentality. In case you're wondering exactly how shot through the Democrat Party is with Bolshevism, this is the Bolshevik mentality. You have to get everything done. It doesn't matter if we have a single vote. We're holding on by one vote. You got to get it all through right now. Leroy Jenkins, and it's Joe Manchin. It's kind of guy like Joe Manchin, purple state, Christian cinema, red state Joe Manchin saying, hold the hell up right now. There are tools here. It was never, the American democracy was never designed for you to have a single seat majority and so for there to be tyranny, the tyranny rule of the majority. Or the tyranny rule of the minority, depending on how you look at the Democrat Party. It was never designed that way. Checks and balances, massive, institutional, gridlock was the way it was always designed. Go look at how um, Lincoln was able to get the 13th Amendment passed. I mean, it's incredible how, like, in the middle of a civil war, when one party is essentially banned from being a political party, the Democrat Party, because they were the slave owners at the time, how hard it was for Abraham Lincoln to actually get the first, the 13th Amendment passed. Steven Spielberg made an entire movie about it called Lincoln, an incredible flick, and how difficult it was to simply get this amendment passed, the Constitution uh, that outlawed slavery. It's remarkable. It's the way the government was designed. And now Democrats, Joe Biden, who does the just most incredible job Joe Biden should have been cast in Home Alone as one of the robbers. He, he Marv or Harry, either one. Joe Biden like slipping down the stairs, lighting his head on fire, walking through the Saran wrap, getting all getting the feathers blown on him, getting a tarantula put on his face. Joe Biden does all this stuff to himself, okay? Every time Joe Biden steps on a glass ornament, it's his own doing. He took off his own tar-filled shoes and steps on the ornament. It's his fault. Joe Biden goes out there, jackass, before the midterm elections, saying, we're not, we're not going to ever 
have any more coal in America. We're going to ban all coal. Joe Biden going on his scorched earth uh, campaign against Joe Manchin, who not only owns coal mines, but is like a coal man. Like Joe, Joe Manchin was made by coal. All of West Virginia is coal country. Been to West Virginia many times. Joe Manchin lives, eats, and breathes coal. That's how it works in West Virginia. Go there sometime. They're wonderful people. Really. Go walk down a coal hauler and like find yourself a little part of lost America. Some of the best, nicest people ever. Very cool night, actually. Drinking moonshine in a coal mine. For real. Go live yourself some real America. It still exists. The majority of this country is still real America. And Joe Manchin's from there. And so when Joe Biden says he's going to ban all coal, that means making the entire state of West Virginia illegal. And so Joe Manchin, pretty upset at that. And now this is the man they have to go grovel to to get anything done in the Senate. Ha, ha, ha. Watch. The White House is once again being forced to walk back Mr. Biden's comments after he said this about coal plants. Roll that tape, please. It's also now cheaper to generate electricity from wind and solar than it is from coal and oil. Literally cheaper. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar. Okay, now Senator Manchin called the comments outrageous and divorced from reality. The White House claims Biden's words were twisted. Please, Joe, please. We didn't mean it. Please come back to us. We didn't mean it. <laughs> Joe Manchin was smart. He'd switch parties too. Joe Manchin's to switch parties too. These people have told you who they are. Believe them. Remember the great Maya Angelou comment. When they tell you who they are, when people show you who they are, believe them. Democrats want to ban coal. They want to make West Virginia an illegal state. They want to impoverish everyone who's not already totally impoverished in West Virginia. They want to destroy your state, Joe. Get smart. You don't have to switch to Republican. Just switch to independent. Go on and win forever. Do it. And then reduce the Democrats to essentially a non-majority in the Senate. Without Kamala Harris as the tiebreaker. So Kamala Harris cackling her way to the Capitol every two hours having to cast tie-breaking votes. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. It does seem, if you look in the right places, that we are winning. In the state of Arizona, other news coming out of the state of Arizona. Interesting and based news. Arizona treasurer divests from BlackRock over political activism, ESG advocacy. This is happening all across the country. There is now activist investors on the other side pulling out of... Woke Wall Street. Beautiful thing. Arizona Treasurer Kimberly Yee slammed BlackRock for moving away from his fiduciary duty, general asset manager, into political activism. At the beginning of this year, I led the national divestment effort to remove exposure from BlackRock, Yee said. Noted that they divested more than $543 million from BlackRock. That's 97% of the funds exposed to the, exposed to the woke management institution there run by Larry Fink. BlackRock is now toxic for Republicans. In case you wonder if the activism that we do has an effect, go ahead and check BlackRock's book, books. How does BlackRock do it? What is BlackRock and how are they so powerful? It's very simple. It's a monopoly. They take all of the state-funded money and all of the union money, all of the money that gets automatically taken out of your paychecks. This money has to be managed by someone. And so they take that money. It's a monopoly. It's a mafia. They take that money and they have it. They shove it into Larry Fink, who's a woke 
ESG globalist simp and they let him manage it. And then he invests it and does hostile takeovers of corporate boards. He manages huge amounts of money and it's Republican states that give him the power to do that. And so now Republican states are waking up. Florida's one of them and ripping their investments out of Larry Fink's grimy little hands, making him a toxic person. And they're going to pull a Disney on BlackRock, man. I'm telling you, they're going to pull a Disney. They're going to make it such a toxic brand that they're just going to have to fire their CEO in the dark of night. Disney fires their CEO on a Sunday night in the middle of an Elton John concert. <laughs> Bob Chapik gets shown the door like uh, Gaston. At the uh, end of the Beauty and the Beast, they just kick him out of the window. They just kick, just, just, just chuck him out the mansion window, right down into the gully in the middle of the rainstorm. It's a beauty. It's a thing of beauty. So, see you later. Kicked out. Sayonara. They're going to do the same thing to Larry Fink at BlackRock. They're making BlackRock absolutely toxic. Nuclear radiation toxic. Just like our boy in the nuclear energy department in the Department of Energy for Joe Biden, Sam Brinton. That's right, Sam Brinton. Oh, our favorite non-binary member of the Biden administration. Mr. Bag Stealer is now stealing more bags. Turns out, turns out that when you hire mentally ill people, they do mentally ill things. And what Sam Brinton did was he stole luggage that wasn't his. This is not like a, I have, so I have a black roller bag and it looks like a lot of other people's black roller bags. I got to put a tag on it, make sure that it's like my bag, right? Because I could potentially mistake a bag, right? Sam Brinton didn't check a bag, okay? Went to the Minneapolis airport, grabbed a lady's luggage, and then wore that lady's clothes all around the country. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. This is a deeply disturbed, mentally ill freak. This is a kind of weird stuff. And also, hmm, turns out it's illegal, actually. Now we, we find out that Sam's been doing this for quite a while. Sam manages nuclear waste for the Biden regime. Maybe he should have looked at his own nuclear, radioactive, mental, mentally disturbed self and made different decisions in life. These are the actions of a deeply troubled individual. Sam Brinton is now uh, is now going is now uh, being pursued uh, by federal authorities. There's an arrest warrant out for him for doing this again, stealing more women's luggage and and wearing random women's clothing all around the country. Watch luggage from Harry Reid International Airport. The 8 News Now investigators learning a felony warrant has been issued for Sam Britton, a deputy assistant secretary in the Biden administration. Now, he's accused of a similar crime in the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. This is a developing story. Okay, so Sam Brinton is walking around the country in some other woman's, in some woman's clothing that he stole. This is uh, luggage from Harry Reid International Airport. News 8 has learned that there is now a federal arrest warrant out for this Biden administration official. Again, he manages radioactive waste without recognizing that he himself is the radioactive waste. He uh, is on leave from the Department of Energy as the spent fuel and waste deposition uh, office of nuclear energy. 
He's the assistant secretary, but hasn't been fired yet. So I think we should fi- – um, we will fire off a uh, request for comment from the DOE. Find I had a couple of friends who worked on the DOE in the Trump administration, got all the PR emails. Let's find out if Sam Brinton is still employed there. Brinton faces similar charges for an incident at the Minneapolis airport. He's on leave. Hmm, interesting. I wonder what kind of clothing he's wearing while he's on while he's on leave. Oh, we look forward to hearing from Sam Brinton. We look forward to hearing the explanations from Sam Brinton. And of course, Sam Brinton would never be banned online, even though he's a felon and a criminal and a complete freak and deeply mentally disturbed and a total uh, 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 degenerate. He would never, ever be censored. We look forward to hearing his explanation. Of course, you wouldn't be able to hear the explanation of some of the largest voices in the conservative movement over the last couple of years. What kind of a country would we have if we actually had free speech? We'll never know. But we will know one thing, that based king Elon Musk is liberating us. Elon Musk dropped through Barry Weiss's website, uh, former editor of the New York Times, her substack and her website, and her Twitter thread last night, Twitter files part, deuce, deuce. Visibility filtering, Twitter files, reveals shadow banning and other tools used to censor conservatives. And the sweetest bombshell ever from Elon Musk this morning. Man, this is going to get big. Suddenly you notice all of the people that said, this is just a normal thing. This is just content moderation. Everyone at Twitter's a hero. They're really, they shut up last night as the real hard evidence begins to be revealed of what Twitter did to conservatives. And we have to start by stating this. Uh, if you have a two-party system, this is the theme of the show, Christian Cinema, Joe Manchin, two-party system, the government is supposed to be dysfunctional, the parties are supposed to hear each other, they're supposed to fight, they're supposed to argue, it's going to be deeply frustrating for you as a Republican. Obviously, politics is pain. Politics is pain. It's going to be frustrating for me. It's going to be frustrating for Democrats. They're pissed off. We're pissed off. That's okay. That's the way the system's supposed to work. You keep fighting. You keep moving forward. If you take one party in the two-party system and you silence them, then you have rigged the system. That's called rigging. So what Twitter is doing here is rigging. Check out what they did to Bongino. That's what they did to our boy Dan Bongino's account. This is what Bongino's account looks like on the back end of Twitter. This is a uh, screenshot that was released by Barry White's last night. This is what it uh, looks like. They have these little, uh, they have these little. You can see right there these uh, these little boxes that shows you that he's a verified user. He's an active user. Gives you his data there. Now you see this. Oh, interesting. These are all the little. These are all the little filters they put on Dan's account. That of course they don't alert Dan to. They just, they just slap him on his account. Notifications spike, search, blacklist, verified, strike account, not safe for work view, multiple accounts. Oh, now we don't know what all of those mean. Of course, NSFW stands for not safe for work. That means that they didn't think that Dan's content was safe for probably users who were inside of an office or users who were below the age of 18. So maybe there was a total ban on Bongino's content for younger users. We know that the search blacklist, according to the reporting, means that 
you could essentially not find Dan. They disappeared him. Like good communists. They just, in the dark of night, the KGB, they just come in and they just disappeared Dan. They made sure that you couldn't search for Dan. They couldn't find him at all. This is the back-end view of panels that Twitter employees have access to. So this is, of course, what Twitter employees are able to do to Dan's accounts through their little secretive black box government that they had inside of Twitter, which the reporting goes on to show. There was an entire shadow bounding ecosystem and matrix inside of Twitter that nuked accounts like our boy Charlie. Worked with Charlie for many years. My boy Charlie. There you go. That's Charlie Kirk's account. Charlie Kirk has a ton of followers, millions of followers for a long time on Twitter, is a real Twitter power user. And then suddenly one day, Charlie's texting us in our group chat. He's just like, yo, um, my Twitter's dropped down to zero. And there you go. Do not amplify. See that on his account? That's a real screenshot of the back end panels that Twitter communists use to slap various restrictions on to censor secretly. It's not like they notify you of this. They do this all behind closed doors to secretly censor only people of the right. Libs of TikTok, what they do to Libs of TikTok's account. We cover Libs of TikTok's content all the time. Look at that. Trends blacklist, recent abuse strike, counts strike two, high portfolio, Twitter blue verify, well, not safe for work. Look at what they're doing to our uh, to our girl over at Libs of TikTok. Man, what they've done is they took, and this has been going on for years, they rigged the systems to make sure that conservatives that want the largest voices in one party couldn't be heard, therefore rigging, rigging the game. Who knows what kind of an effect this had on national policy, on elections? We may never know. But we know that Twitter attempted to rig the game, and then they lied about it. They lied about it before Congress. They lied about it in public statements. They lied about it on Joe Rogan's podcast. They lied about it directly to Tim Pool. They lied about it to Congress. Let me say it again. These are criminal pacts. You can go to jail for lying to Congress, provably. They said there was no shadow banning. They said there was no deboosting. The new Twitter files investigation has revealed that many tools of the company executives employed by blacklist and shadow ban conservative voices, the thread posted to Elon Musk's platform reveals the internal Twitter name for shadow banning is visibility filtering. <laughs> how how just how beautifully Bolshevik these people visibility filtering. We will uh, reeducate you in our camps inside. It's a reeducation. It's not a concentration camp. It's a re-education facility, okay, inside of Xinjiang, right? You just have the wrong ideas in your head. It's a visibility. We're going to visibly filter your ideas. Recent and former New York uh, Times reporter Barry Weiss and yet another lengthy Twitter thread and revelations on Thursday showed several mainstream conservative voices, Kirk, Bongino, were shadow banned social media company visibility filtering at one point twitter even uh placed a stanford professor jay bhattacharya who's a professor stanford who knows more than anyone all of the 
people at Twitter combined, all these creepy losers at Twitter. Have you heard Yoel Roth? Have you heard this guy speak? He's like really cringy, creepy, lispy, like broken people who've done nothing with their lives, by the way. Exactly what is Yoel Roth's background? Exactly what did he do to deserve this lofty position of censorship god? How about Vijayagade? What exactly have they built? What have they done? These people are censoring Jay Bhattacharya, who spent his entire life studying infectious diseases and is a professor at Stanford Medical School, is one of the most published and honored and celebrated researchers. They took him down during a global pandemic. They said he can't be heard during a global pandemic. What kind of damage did they do to people by censoring him? By censoring the doctors during the pandemic. That's what they did. They're censoring the doc the professionals. These Twitter cretins. These degenerates. These people who have broken brains. Absolutely shot through and infected with the wokeism cancer is they are banning the doctors during the pandemic. The doctors who've studied this their entire lives. These people, man, I don't know exactly. And I'm not sure who to attribute this quote to, but it, it has to do with these people. And it has to do with every censorship and communist regime that has ever existed in mankind. If you think that strong men are scary, wait till you see what weak men are capable of. Wait till you see what these weak people are capable of. Jay Bhattacharya who argued that COVID lockdowns would harm children. Wow, he was on the trends blacklist and a search blacklist. They silenced the doctors. They silenced the professionals during the pandemic. Tucker, of course, has been covering this excellently. He was aghast at this, covered it live as it was breaking. It's beautiful, beautiful thing to see. Went 35 minutes, Tucker went 35 minutes without a commercial break on his show last night. It was a masterpiece. Uh, go ahead and watch his uh, his open here. Just moments ago, Barry Weiss of Substack began posting part two of the Twitter files. Now, these are assessments of internal documents from Twitter that have been hidden under previous management, but are now being exposed by Elon Musk, who just bought the company. So first, Musk last week gave a trove of documents to Matt Taibbi of Substack and now to Barry Weiss. Weiss is unpacking all of this right now live on Twitter in a Twitter thread. What she has revealed so far confirms what many suspected but none knew for certain, which is that Twitter routinely censored prominent critics of the Biden administration, did so in secret without telling anyone and with no factual justification whatsoever. Justification, except for there is a perfect justification for censoring people who disagree with you. It's the same justification that they have for setting a nine alarm fire on Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin right now. It's the reason why they hunt. They send their feral, incel, virgin activists after Joe Manchin in the street. And they send them after Kristen Cinema. The reason to censor is permanent political control. They need to it's a censorship regime. They can't win. They can't win with free elections. They can't win with open conversation. They have to break everything because Donald Trump won. And they'll they'll do anything, anything to do anything. Doesn't matter if they go to jail. 
It's all for the cause. And they should go to jail. They lied to Congress. Jack Dorsey stood in front of Congress and said there's no such thing as shadow banning at Twitter. He lied. Vijaya Gotti lied on Joe Rogan's podcast. And that's not exactly, I mean, I'm not sure that you, you, you can send her to jail for lying to Congress. On that front, she wasn't in front of Congress. I'm not sure she's ever said this in front of Congress. She said it many, many times on the record. And she should be sued by people like Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk joined uh, 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 Tucker's show last night to say as much. Charlie Kirk is someone else who apparently was censored by Twitter. He's the founder and president of Turning Point USA. Uh, we just told you that Barry Weiss a few moments ago reported that internally Twitter censors set Charlie Kirk's account to do not amplify status. Charlie Kirk joins us right now. Charlie, thanks so much for coming on. Do you, I, you're just hearing this too. I mean, this just happened. This is happening, in fact, as we, t as we talk about it. Yes. But do you have any idea which of your tweets set this censorship in motion? I could probably guess, you know, a couple of years ago, Axios did a study that showed that our Twitter account had was the fourth most engaged Twitter account on the planet right up there with President Trump. I mean, I've been using Twitter for a decade, happened to understand it really well. And we were averaging 115,000 retweets a day when we were really at our peak. And we would talk about, for example, in the midst of the virus, how lockdowns might not be the best decision. We started talking about how, hey, I asked the question, are there other treatments that we might want to talk about? So it could have been that. But then all of a sudden we saw off a cliff almost immediately our engagement, our retweets disappear. So I was there working with Charlie at the time. It was incredible to see the extreme, extreme, like, like Grand Canyon level destruction of the boy's account. My boy, Charlie. He had, this was real, by the way. Charlie had the fourth most engaged account in the, in the world. And then they killed it. They took it out back and they shot it dead. They did this to anyone who had any outsized voice that they couldn't control. See, they can control McConnell. They can, they, that's control. They can control the limp dicks up inside of GOP corporate politics. They just write an article in the New York Times. They'll do whatever you want. Just hop to it. Yes, please, master. Ball gag in the mouth. Dog walk me. Take me to Sam Britton's house on the weekend. Make sure they got them puppy kink, right? Sign me up for the U.S. Army. But for guys like Bongino, guys like Charlie, this show, well, it, it doesn't work. You can scream all you want. They're ghosts. The New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, all this, it's it fake. It's not real. And so they have to use more severe tactics. They have to shadow ban. They have to silence you without your consent, without you knowing, they have to take away your voice, which is exactly what they did. Tucker covered it. Watch. Twitter also shadow banned Fox's Dan Bongino. According to Weiss, Twitter at one point slapped Bongino with a search ban. That made it impossible for users of Twitter to find tweets by Dan Bongino. Because they were inaccurate? No, because they were accurate. That was the crime. That's always the crime. They never punish you for lying. They only punish you for telling the truth. Twitter also flagged Charlie Kirk's account with a do not amplify tag. Weiss reports that, quote, the group that decided whether to limit the reach of certain users 
was the Strategic Response Team, Global Escalation Team, or S-R-T-G-E-T. The team often handled up to 200 separate cases a day. Another group within Twitter called Site Integrity Policy Policy Escalation Support, notice the bureaucratic handles here, it's like the military, that group also handled shadow banning. And that group included Gade, as well as Twitter executives Yoel Roth and Prague Agarwal, who ran the company. So the real question here is how much complicity did Jack Dorsey have? Jack Dorsey was the CEO, so he's responsible. Jack Dorsey's the CEO, so it's, he was in charge. So, yes, I mean, a lot of this falls at his feet. Parag Agarwal, Vijay Gade, Yul Roth, they are really coming out as the horsemen, four horsemen of censorship here inside of this regime. These people are nasty, despicable, disgraced people, especially for what they did to one of our dear friends, the Libs of TikTok. And Libs of TikTok is an anonymous account. All Libs of TikTok does is post videos that the left puts up on the internet their own videos. Nobody nobody denies or challenges the fact that these are real leftists really putting up content on TikTok, that they're actual libs, and that this is them speaking in their own voice. And all this account does is amplify the mental brokenness and severe degeneracy and mental illness of the left. And for that, she's public enemy number one. Taylor Lorenz goes and doxes her knocks on her family's doorstep, Taylor Lorenz, triple, quintuple, vaxxed, and masked, standing there knocking on the door. Don't knock too hard, Taylor. We know you're like 80 years old. You can break your wrist. But nonetheless, all the social security checks that Taylor Lorenz currently gets, it doesn't matter. She's got to go earn that paycheck at whatever paper we'll have her. Now she's fired from the New York Times, Washington Post, I guess. But this is enemy number one. So the crime is not what these people are doing and it's often it's it's often perversion and predations on our children that live through TikTok's cover. The crime is us noticing. And the person who notices the most is Libs of TikTok. So that's why she had probably the most severe bans from Twitter as was exposed yesterday in the Twitter files she joined Tucker and had this to say. I sure appreciate your coming on. So, um you must have had some sense that you were being well, you were suspended multiple times, but that you're being censored in ways they weren't telling you. Did you did you sense this was happening? Hi, Tucker. Great to be back. Um, yes, you. I absolutely sense that I was being censored. Um, I have a very large account. Um, not, I, I, was, I never was able to trend, and now we find out I was on a trend blacklist. There were sometimes days or weeks at a time where I felt like my tweets were getting much less engagement than usual than they should. And um, I think now it's clear that there was suppression and there were shadow banning. So lives of TikTok, which again is just a lady who lives in New York who has been harassed, her account, her home her address was posted on Twitter in order to rile up the mobs, and we all know what they're capable of, to go to her house and presumably hurt her, harm her, God forbid. She's had to go into hiding. And inside of the Barry Weiss Twitter thread last night, it shows that Twitter didn't mind that. Twitter didn't mind that. They didn't take any action on those accounts. No. Twitter thread last night is totally fine. 
to dox and come out against the woman who runs the libs of TikTok account. And it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there at uh, potentially uh, threatening the lives, allowing the life-threatening dangers to occur to a innocent Twitter user. Twitter was ecstatic about that. It didn't just stop apparently at silencing some of the largest and most powerful conservative voices in the movement, which they did, death threats, which they allowed. It turns out, according to a tweet this morning from Elon Musk, that they were actively suppressing Republican candidates, candidates standing for high office. Now, Elon Musk didn't confirm that it was Republican candidates only, but I'll let you guess. And if you think that they were suppressing Democrat candidates, I got a bridge in Alaska to sell you. Okay, here's what was tweeted by Ian Michael Chong. Here's the question. Were any political candidates in the U.S. or elsewhere subject to shadow banning while they were running for office or seeking re-election? This now would have been, this would have been a federal elections issue now because you have major rights your constitutional rights become a federal elections issue inside of a campaign. For instance, here's a good example. Local news station has to run ads from both candidates. In fact, you'll get punished if you're not running ads. If you're like a local news station, you have FEC compliance, you'll get punished for not running ads for both sides. If you don't give space and opportunity for both sides to run ads, you get fined. You get big fines. There are rules against this kind of stuff. And so when Elon Musk says yes to this question, what it means is that Twitter was rigging elections. And that there is going to be now an entire federal superstructure that must jump into place and begin to federally investigate Twitter leadership for their manipulations and rigging of a free and open democracy inside of this country. Because if you are suppressing political candidates for office, then those are the rules. You are committing an in-kind donation to that person's opponent. If I run against ALX for office and ALX, executive producer of the show, joining the show in just one moment, but for the sake of the metaphor, if I run against him for office and they cancel ALX's account, which they did, and ALX is going to join us. ALX has been in the middle of the fray here in just a second. But if they cancel his account and if they allow me to speak freely and they put all these restrictions and no one can hear ALX, that's an in-kind donation. They are donating probably the most powerful thing you could possibly give to a candidate, which is removing their freedom to reach voters' freedom of speech. These people are going to prison. These people are going to jail. The people who ran the censorship, you want to know why they're freaking out? This is why. ALX is back, actually. They did do this to ALX, the executive producer of the show. He's back on Twitter. You got to follow him and you got to hear what he has to say right now. Sweet ALX joins the program back from the ban. We love doing it. I mean, we're not done doing the victory dance, the touchdown dance, the Vikings. We, like, we're ready. We're in the end zone. We're not done yet. You've been on Tim Pool's show. You've been on Charlie's show. You've been on Posobiec's show. Lord knows you've been all over Newsmax. ALX, you're back on Twitter. You're making news. You're getting responses and likes from Elon all the time. You seem to be right back at the center. Real fast. 
This revelation about Twitter reducing visibility or censoring political candidates is, I think, the bombshell of the last 24 hours. Yes. So it confirms everything that uh, everyone was speculating about. Everyone says, oh, this is well known and we already know this, but this is confirmation and this is evidence. So we have actual evidence to back this up. Um, and like your point, uh, if this went into an FEC um, uh, match that they would actually have evidence to, you know, back it up. And uh, we've seen in the first drop how they were taking cues from the Biden campaign themselves. Uh, another thing that is huge about this drop is that it confirms um, my suspicions of what they had, um, uh, not only emails, but Slack chats. Uh, I think the Slack chats are going to be more uh, important because emails are more official, formal uh, forms of communication where they would be more professional. The Slack chats are their company internal communication tool where they would be communicating against uh, about any high level suspension or about any um, suspension they made like throughout the day. So the fact that we saw Yoel Roth's uh, Slack chats confirms that he does indeed have access to him. And I believe there's going to be more on the way. Um, I predicted this on Tim Pool's show last week. Um, and I've heard from people who are talking to Elon that these are the most egregious examples um, of, you know, them conspiring to censor conservative voices. Yeah, because these are these are internal, not external. Emails are external and go outside the company. Slack chats stay inside the company. Elon Musk now owns the company, so he owns the Slack, so he owns the emails. He owns all the data. He owns everything. Didn't stop Jim Baker from trying to stop the release of this this week. Can you give us an update there? Yeah, so I, I actually found it shocking that uh, he didn't fire him right away, and he kind of uh, you know snuck past the initial purge. But I, I'm hearing rumors that it might have been a honeypot. Um, and Elon might have done that intentionally um, to see and gather the evidence of something that he might have been trying to cover up. Uh, I, I think Elon's a smart guy. So I don't think if, if Jim Baker deleted something, I don't think it's permanently deleted. I think there's a backup, like an archive of it. So I'd be curious to see exactly what was hidden from the first drop and what Jim Baker didn't want to be out there. And I think so people I'm hearing. Um, that it might have been purposeful to see the most egregious things that he would have wanted to cover up to filter that out from the first drop. And now Elon, if they have an archive, will have exactly what he didn't want to be made public. So uh, I think that might be a smart move if that's what's going on. I don't know for sure, but um, I, I hope that comes out in the third drop by Matt Taibbi. Streisand effect. Don't look at my house. Don't look at my house. Don't look at my house, please, God. Exactly. What will happen with Jack Dorsey? What will happen with Vijaya Gade? These people lied. They lied. They just lied. Okay? They just lied. Now, I know that Elon's trying to, like, stand for his boy, and I think he likes Jack Dorsey a lot. I think they like each other. But, yo, he the, he was in front of Congress saying we don't shadow ban for political purposes. Yeah. So I think he's going to try and plead ignorance on a lot of this. Uh, so from the first drop, you can see after Vijaya Gad made that decision about the Hunter Biden laptop, so Jack Dorsey actually emailed her an article by Matt Taibbi at the time um, about the fact that the cover-up might be worse than the actual Hunter Biden laptop story. So it showed kind of like him criticizing her on an email, an official email, and that came out in the first drop. So I feel like all of his communications on email or stuff that's going to come out on Jack would be him deferring to um his, his employees like Vijaya Gad or Yoel Roth, 
making it seem like they were the ones making the decisions. But at the end of the day, as the head of the company, he has to take responsibility for it. And he's at least complicit in these um, in these duties. And if he didn't want to make the decisions himself, he should have stepped down a long time ago um, because it just seems like he's, you know, passing the buck off to someone else. You hear a lot of people saying that this is, you know, inside baseball. And, you know, Charlie said this last night on Tucker show is like, this is inside baseball. You know, you get censored. People just tell you to get over it. Right. This is just the the way of the road. Speak about somebody who's been censored. I mean, this is your business, right? Being on Twitter, like your business, your livelihood was affected by what they did to you. They directly affected your your capacity to earn a living uh, because this was your bread and butter for your social media. You were the strongest on Twitter. Yes, exactly. So, um Coming out of uh, college, uh, I didn't know if I wanted to do, you know, political work um, 100% because obviously it's a risk. And just a year out of coming out of college, I found myself firmly suspended from Twitter, which is, you know, I had Instagram, I had all these other things, but we both know that Twitter is where the fights are fought. And that's where all, you know, reporters and media get their news. So um, I was taken off of Twitter for over two and a half years. Um, that, uh, you know, took opportunities off my plate. And just for an example, I was, I've only been back on Twitter for about two weeks. Um, my tweets have already been on Fox news. Um, <laughs> they're like, my Twitter space has been on Fox news. I've been all over Newsmax, and I've gotten like, uh, media requests in my DMS at, from high pro- profile reporters and all of these people. Hell yeah. so, this has just been in two weeks. So imagine like, you know, two and a half years, like, all the opportunities I might have missed up on and, you know, the tens of thousands of people that are missing out on the opportunities right now. Um, it's it's astronomical, the difference. They but but nonetheless, she persisted. Nonetheless, yeah. <laughs> ALX is back on the sweetest revenge arc ever. You can catch ALX all across media. He's doing an incredible tour. He can be found on Every show all over the place, and we love it, and we're very honored to have him as an executive producer on this show. Last question, what's next? What do you think is next in the next drop? What are they going to do? I think it's going to focus mainly on the COVID stuff. Um, I think that was hinted on in the last drop, um, but I, I think due to the Jim Baker stuff, it kind of you know got a little distracted. But I think Matt Taibbi will be uh, doing the next drop, and I think we'll focus on COVID suppression. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be spicy. Thank you, ALX. Back from the brink. Go follow him. What you at? 200,000, 250? Yeah, two, just going to hit 250. 250, baby. <laughs> get it up there at ALX. Let's All right, look up. at that AI avatar. Don't get Neuralink, please. <laughs> no, no Neuralink for me. All right. All right, ALX, go follow him. All right. No legendary ALX, somebody who's not legendary, somebody who does spend a lot of time, however, in like pajamas, and ALX does occasionally go to work in his pajamas, uh, but who's actually uh, good at his job, who's actually good at his job is ALX, somebody who's very, very bad at his job, and who's a complete uh, scumbag is a man named Sam Bankman-Fraud, and Sam Bankman-Fraud said that he is now willing to testify in front of the House Committee. Sam Bankman-Fraud, okay? Just made that up, all right? Trademark, trademark. Sam Bankman-Fraud is going to be heading in to testify next week. Did you lose money? 
in FTX collapse, uh, one of the guys on Shark Tank said that they lost 15 million bucks in the FTX collapse. I know another dude who lost a million dollars in the FTX collapse. Yo, man, do not believe these people. They are scum. And you just take a take a look. Take a look at Sam Bankman Freed's. Take a look at Sam Bankman. Like, take a look at the guy. He's a complete schlub. Should we go to the Bahamas? Should we go and film? Should we go to Sam Bankman Fraud's door? Should we go? Well, I'll go knock on his door. We should go. All right, we're gonna go to the Bahamas. We're gonna go show you the lifestyle of Mister Mister. Mm, I'm Sam. Hi, hi. I'm Sam. Dave Portnoy got a good, good impression. I'm Sam. I'm so so altruistic. I just drive a a. a Toyota Camry. I'm the so I'm the so nice. I I don't have any material possessions. No, actually, turns out this guy lived inside of the Albany, which is one of the richest estates in Nassau. It's a private club. He had a sixty million dollar office. We should go show you the whole thing. He threw these massive orgy parties. We know the building that he threw him in. We've been doing our research here. Well, I think I think Royce, we should go ahead to the Bahamas. Let's go do this. We'll show you exactly who Mister uh, Nas Daily Nas daily sitting there look this guy's a special guy he gives all the money away bullshit it's not true i get one swear a show and that's where i used it no this guy is a complete scumbag like everyone else like everyone else andrew tate's like it's those guys who you got to watch out for those guys who are tight as f who never spend who, who never spend their money because those are the most evil people actually andrew tate sitting there the Diamond Patek on his wrist driving in the back of a Bugatti. It's like those guys. And we're going to go expose Sam Bankman fraud on the week that he uh, talks in front of the committee. It'd be perfect timing. I think we'll do it starting uh, next week. So you'll see, you'll see the Benny show broadcasting from Sam Bankman frauds um, uh, uh, residence in the Bahamas. Let me know. You want us to go there? That's what this show is all about. You want us to go? Let's go. Who else is a fraud in politics? Well, Joe Biden. Joe Biden says he cares about the military. Obviously not. Joe Biden's the least military friend, the most disastrous. But Joe Biden hates the military. Joe Biden hates the military. Just look at his actions. He let a bunch of Marines get slaughtered in Afghanistan. Joe Biden uh, regularly demeans the military, defames the military, calls them stupid bastards. That's that's his quote, not me. Clap, you stupid bastards. Joe Biden degrades the military and allows the military to be in an absolute laughingstock. No discipline. You see these videos coming out. You see these people coming out. Absolutely, these people are at like our our military is looking at losing a two front war right now. We're going to watch them lose a major war. And Joe Biden, you can thank him. He hates the military. He doesn't like them. He barks orders at them. He gives these repulsive speeches with Marines behind him, and now he leaves Marines um, to languish in Russian prisons. This is what Joe Biden is doing yesterday. And now, according uh, to one of our uh, – uh, according to a substack run by – who's doing? Jordan Satchel. Jordan Satchel, amazing substack, uh, declaring that evidence indicates that Joe Biden prioritized WMDA Griner over Marine Paul Whelan despite claiming otherwise. Very interesting. Turns out that there's evidence to show that Joe Biden chose – intersectional wokester Brittany Griner over Paul Whelan because Paul Whelan was a cop. Paul Whelan's a white guy. Paul Whelan spent a lot more time in jail than Brittany Griner had. There's no evidence that Paul Whelan broke any laws in Russia, whereas Brittany Griner literally broke the law in Russia because she couldn't spend like two days without weed. 
And so, hmm, interesting. We want all. We don't want any Americans to suffer. But if there's somebody that you go for first, it's got to be Paul Whelan, right? He's like the Marine. He served in Iraq. He's like defended this nation. He's been in jail longer also, and his charges are more dubious. But nope. Nope. Turns out that Joe Biden picked, picked Brittany Griner. Miss Neal for the National Anthem. Miss National Anthem shouldn't be played at WNBA games. On Thursday morning, the Biden administration announced the WNBA player Brittany Griner had been freed from Russian prison. The seemingly lopsided trade was made worse by the reality that American citizen Paul Whelan, who served as in the U.S. Marine Corps, was left behind in Russia. For several months, the Biden administration had been publicly indicating their intent to secure the release of Griner and Whelan in exchange for bout. Did the Biden administration choose Griner over Whelan? The Substack writer uh, Jordan Satchel writes, Although the Biden officials and the president himself denied the case, several pieces of evidence indicate that Griner was indeed prioritized over Whelan. Well, we know that, and we said that yesterday's show. She has more intersectional points than Paul Whelan. So Paul Whelan will rot in prison for the rest of his life because a uh, black, drug-abusing, America-hating uh, lesbian uh, who plays for a, a sum total of a baker's, uh, like 12 people, baker's dozen in the audience, at every WNBA game, uh, has more intersectional points. That's just the reality. That's the world that's being run right now. There is no such thing as hierarchy destruction. There is just power grabbing. It's a hierarchy power grab. That's what wokeism is. It's a power grab by a very different group of people. So they talk about destroying power structures. Wrong. What they are going to do is replace power structures with their power structures, with them at the top of the hierarchy. That's what wokeism is. So NBC News reported that the Russians gave Biden a choice, Griner or Whalen. And then NBC News scrubbed that line from their reporting. Key paragraph in question from NBC's story first read that Griner and Whalen were choices for the Bidens to trade bout for. The Russians said, no, you can have one or the other. Turns out that NBC went through and stealth edited that. A senior official told NBC News the U.S. government had sought to have both Griner and Whalen released as part of the swap, which would, I mean, make some type of sense. Bout is one of the most uh, evil men in the world. He's an arms dealer. They made an entire movie about him, Lord of War, starring Nicolas Cage. But the official said Russia was treated had treated Whalen differently because he's an accused spy, the Kremlin gave the White House the choice of either Griner or Whalen or none. Now they stealth edited that. that you can always tell with the thing they don't want you to see, just like Twitter censorship. They stealth edited it to say that, oh, actually, whoa, 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 wait, 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 we didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. They went through and scrubbed it. Just like the Paul Pelosi story. Went through and scrub-a-dub-dub. Can't have the truth come out. You can't know that the guy who attacked Paul Pelosi is himself a nudist, illegal immigrant, Green Party member. You can't know that. He's an eagle banner extremist. So Joe Biden has to go out and pound the table about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Marjorie Taylor Greene is now calling for Biden to be impeached over this because he is swapping out wokester drug addict NBA players instead of Marines. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene called for President Biden to be impeached on Thursday for the prisoner swap that led to the release of NBA star instead of a U.S. Marine. Another account and another reason to impeach Biden, said the Georgia lawmaker in a tweet. The president of the United States traded a Russian terrorist arms dealer and left a U.S. Marine in jail 
and brought home a professional basketball player. How many people will Victor Bout now kill because Biden set him free? It's a good question. Victor Bout was in prison because he was selling an enormous amount of arms and munitions, including C4 and planes with grenade launchers on them. Do you know this? It's guns. It wasn't his guns, baby. He was selling SAM missile sites. Blow our aircraft out of the sky. He was selling these to terrorist groups, Colombian terrorist groups, uh, that was actually a CIA front organization. He was selling this to Colombian terrorist groups in order to kill Americans. His sole mission was to kill Americans and to kill law enforcement, DEA specifically. So what's going on here, baby? What's going on? Biden, another impeachment article. And now it gets worse. Turns out that Trump actually turned down the Victor bout for Paul Whelan prisoner swap, according to John Bolton, because this was not a good enough deal and it wasn't a good enough deal. Former President Donald Trump shot down Russian attempts to trade Marine Paul Whelan for Merchant of Death arms dealer Victor Bout. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton said as Trump ripped the successor, his successor, for agreeing to trade Bout in exchange for a WNBA player. Bout recalled in his interview with CBS that he was in the midst of a 17-month tenure at the White House. Whalen was detained on connected espionage charges. The possibility for a Bout-Whalen trade existed back then, Bolton said, and it wasn't made for very good reasons uh, having to deal with Victor Bout. Victor Bout is, again, one of the most dangerous people on earth. And you're giving them back to Russia in the middle of a hot war with the United States? Are you effing retarded? You are so stupid. What are you doing? We're in the middle of a war with these people. You know American soldiers are on the ground right now? American soldiers are currently in Ukraine. They're training the Ukrainians. And you're giving this the most dangerous weapon that Russia could possibly have, this side of a nuclear warhead, to the Russians? You're going to get Americans killed. It's infuriating. You're going to get Americans killed. It makes the it makes the blood boil. And Joe Biden doesn't care. He just doesn't care about the U.S. military. He let the men die in Afghanistan, the Marines, 13 of them. And now he's just giving Russia their greatest weapon right back in the middle of a hot war with America. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Bad news for the military. Maybe we'll end on a little bit of good news for the military. Kevin McCarthy celebrates the vax mandate ending. Our military is ending the vaccine mandate. Thank goodness. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy celebrated on Tuesday after it was revealed, after it was revealed that the defense bill rescinds the vaccine mandate imposed by the U.S. military members, the Biden administration, deeming the end of the mandate a victory for our military. Good. The COVID vax mandate on our military is ending, McCarthy declared on social media, explaining that he told President Biden directly last week that it was time to end the COVID mandate on the military and service members. The end of the mandate is a victory for our military common sense, he continued, while providing a copy of his full statement. While I applaud the end of this erroneous mandate, the Biden administration must go further, McCarthy continued, noting that negative consequences of the mandate on the military, Army and Navy, for instance, missed their 2022 recruitment goals by thousands. Who would want to fight? They discharged 3,000 Marines. 3,300 Marines were discharged. They won't go get a Marine in Russia. They will, instead of trading a Marine, they will trade a NBA 
WNBA playing wokester, America-hating, drug addict instead of a Marine. They'll let Marines die in Afghanistan. And then they'll force upon them medicine that they don't want to take. Therapeutics that they don't want to take. Maybe against their religion. Maybe against their conscience. Maybe they just don't feel like it. Doesn't matter. It's their body. It's bodily autonomy. And now they're discharging all these soldiers. Man, these people are fixing to lose a war. Karine Jean-Pierre from the White House dais saying, this is fine. This is fine. Republicans, Republicans are so bad. This is why. Go. What, uh, what we think happened here is uh, Republicans in Congress have decided that they rather uh, f- rather fight against the health and well-being of our troops than protecting them. And we believe that it is a mistake what we saw, uh, what we saw happen on the NDAA as it relates to the vaccine mandate. OK, so what? Huh? Huh? Are you looking at these numbers? Are you looking you watch the military is being degraded. I mean, the military is atrophying. We'll lose it. We'll lose a two front war. And you know what? We probably deserve it. And if there's any hope for America in a war with China or Russia or some other evil power that could invade through the Atlantic, or Pacific, or whatever, if there's any hope for us. It's having our truly nuclear weaponry at the ready, truly radioactive weaponry. And we're not talking about Sam Brinton and his suitcases. Multiple bags from multiple airports, multiple women's clothing in it. No, we're not talking Sam Brinton, and we're not actually talking our nuclear arsenal. We're talking about the most dangerous weapon America has that could stop an army cold, dead in their tracks. And that is the man-made horrors of Hillary Clinton singing. Man-made horrors beyond our comprehension. Hillary Clinton's tone-deaf performance on carpool carpool karaoke. Ladies and gentlemen, if China finally invades and they're at our doorsteps, all we have to do is get the loudspeakers out and play this clip and China will turn around, retreat and beg for mercy. Cringe alert. You've been warned. You're about to watch Hillary Clinton sing inside of a car. I just walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face. I should have changed that stupid lock. I should have made you your king. If I had known for just one second, you'd be back to father. Go on now, go. Walk out the door. Just turn around now. Cause you're not welcome anymore. Weren't you the one who tried to hurt me with goodbye? You think I'd crumble? You think I'd lay down? Got it. I wonder if I will survive is what Jeffrey Epstein was singing in his cell before Hillary Clinton murdered him. We'll never know because they deleted the footage, much like they deleted our accounts from Twitter, much like they've tried to delete the votes of Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin in the Senate, much like they've tried to delete us as a political movement. But we out here and we're out here because of three very important things. God, family, country. That's why we remain out here. That's why we fight every single day. The show is about offense. The show is about breaking the matrix. We're free men and women. And if we want to stay that way, we're going to have to fight. That's what we do every single day on The Benny Show. That's the way we go. 
on The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. Have a wonderful weekend in the greatest country on earth, America. See ya.